Okay, we're skipping the intros. We're skipping everything right now because I am just so mad. <clears throat> I'm recording this on Wednesday. A couple days after the loss. 425 game. Down in Miami. Fly down. Nice, nice weather down there. You're not in this frigid cold like in New England. You're in Hard Rock Stadium. You got great weather. Um, Mac Jones was born and raised in Jacksonville, so he's used to the warm weather. He played very poorly in this game on Sunday. The whole team in general played very poorly, and we end up losing 33 to I gotta I gotta find this final score because this was last second touchdown. Final score here, 33 to 24. 33 to 24. First drive. I'm gonna break this game down. First drive. Uh, Miami has a methodical drive. They run a lot of, um, you know, RPO, you know, kind of option options. You know, you can, QB can take it, running back can take it, or it can be a pass. They won't rate. That's that's their bread and butter of the offense right there. Those uh, RPO plays, they run have a methodical drive. They run down the field, score, you know, quick, quick seven. Um, we get a first drive from Mac Jones. I think it's either a, I think it's his first drop back. There was a pick six. The I think it was Byron Jones or Xavier Howard, one of those two top corners for the Dolphins, jumps uh, Aguilar's route, takes it to the house for six. Pats are down 14-0 in a hole already, and it's not even the end of the first quarter, folks. I mean, this this happens right right away, and we're, we're already playing behind. And, and from the history of this team, we – we should, when we play from behind, we usually lose. It wasn't looking good from the first ten minutes of this game. We we just played a horrible. Then Miami, uh, we come back out. I don't. I think we score a field goal. I don't think we do much. Um. Yeah. Actually, no. And I think it was the end of the first quarter. We come back out. <clears throat> we don't do anything. They stop us. They force us. They force us to punt. Then at halftime, they score a field goal. We score a touchdown at half at 17-7. Not looking good for the pass at all by then. Um, then you get the third quarter, and if it was 24-10, then the final was 24-33. Now, this game, it's just, it's again, it's a one-score game because the, the 33, you can kind of take that as you want it, but that was Jacoby Myers' Uh, they were trying to keep the play alive. They were pitching it back, you know, whatever. I mean, Jacoby threw right to a dolphin, and he walked right into the end zone. It was just hard crunching. But, I mean, how do you lose to a Miami team who was struggling? Really, this game had no implications for them. I, I understand, yes, the Bills did win against the Jets. Uh, they claimed the first seed in the AFC East. But I mean, still, you would have had a tied record with them. You, you, I think you would have had a, a better chance of winning this upcoming playoff game if you won that game. Your your ratings would have definitely gone up. I mean, as it is, Mac Jones played horrible. I mean, he played horrible. I got a stat coming at you right here. I, I mean, the first part of the season. So from weeks one to eleven, his PPF, his PFF grade was eighty six point nine. 
from weeks 12 to 18, his PFF grade was it's 59.4. That's a 30% drop. 30% drop. I know it's, he's going to hit it. He's, he's a rookie. He's going to hit have, you know, bumps. He's going to have bruises. He's going to have all these things. But let's just see if he can piece it back together, start playing like weeks 1 to 11. Comp, you know, playoff, playoffs are here. Playoffs are here. And we play Buffalo first round. First round, one of the hardest teams in the AFC, Buffalo. You're going to Buffalo. It's frigid temperatures. I don't know what the wind's like, but I know it's going to be freezing. It's going to be below freezing. I think it's supposed to snow. It might even dump. Who knows? But let's just see, because I can tell you one thing right here, right now. They are not going to have another game when you run the ball 47 times and throw the ball three times. That's not happening. So you better hope. You better, if you're Bill Belichick or if you're Mac Jones, you better hope and pray there's no win in Buffalo come Saturday night at 8-15. Because I don't think Bill trusts Mac at all to throw the ball when there's wind. At all. Because we saw that. That first game against Buffalo, he had no trust in Mac, and I think after even the slightest bit of trust he had, had after trying to hit that check down to Johnu and that ball just sailed right up. He said, "Nope, we're running the ball the rest of the game." Sorry, I mean, it just can't be, can't be done. We're running the ball, and I think Buffalo's going to know that they're going to come out, they're going to have packages to stop the run, and they're going to force us into, into third and long situations where we have to pass. Because they're going to force this game on Mac Jones. And you know what? If I was the Buffalo Bills, I'd do the same thing. I'd force this playoff game, this rookie quarterback, into a situation where he has to make a play. He has to. Not the team. He has to. He has to make the right read, the right pass, at the right time. And that's what I'm saying. You better hope and pray if you're a Patriots fan, which I am. I'm hoping and praying. I know it's supposed to snow. If you're Bill Belichick, you should be praying. There's no wind. No wind whatsoever. At least wind that's not moving 45 miles an hour. You better hope and pray because if there is, we're going to struggle. We are going to struggle. Now, in the other news, we got Jalen Mills came down with COVID. <clears throat> I know, I know he, he's getting a lot of hate, but you got to give the guy a break. He's doing the best he can. He didn't play a, a snap, a snap at corner last year when he played for the Eagles. Uh, we just signed a corner. I can't – his name is Cravon LeBlanc. I think he played for the Patriots before. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. We signed him to the practice squad. I mean, he's 27. He played for us in 2016. He's bounced around everywhere. New England, Chicago, Detroit, Philly, Miami, Houston, back to New England. He's just a journeyman. He's – I don't know if he's any good. But, uh, I mean, oh, he's wearing number 24, too. Oh, God, I hope he plays like Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> I hope and pray he does. But, I mean, I'm going to read you something real quick. Now, take this how you want. I know team, you know, but in the past couple games, I think Jalen Mills has stepped up. Because look at this. Jalen Mills has allowed 20 or fewer receiving yards in eight of the Patriots' last nine games. Listen, 20 yards. Now, I know people might not be targeting him as much, but I, I think he's, he's he's learning how to play corner. But like I said before, I think he was really brought in to replace Devin McCourty. 
but now I think McCourty's going to stay a little bit longer. So Jalen Mills will have to be a little more accustomed to corner. When Jonathan Jones comes back, the workload will be cut a lot because Jonathan Jones is a very underrated corner, and he's really good at what he does. <laughs> really good. Um, I mean, he's not a premier corner. He's not going to go out and win any defensive player of the year awards, but he gets the job done, and he's good at it. You know, I mean, you look at the game uh, the, against the Bucks. Yeah, again, it was week four. We're going back a long time. He went. He I think that's the game he went down in, and Jalen Mill. I mean, they just picked apart the the backup corner that was on. You know, that replaced uh, Jonathan Jones, and they picked him apart. I mean, the secondary. That's one of the main things we need to do in this offseason. Is upgrade that secondary, upgrade it because I think we get Miles Bryant back. I think we get Kyle Duggar back. I think we get all those guys back this week, but we're still thin. We still need a guy back there who can, you know, if 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 ever comes to this, if you know Devin McCourty leaves, you know Jalen Mills takes his spot. We we need a safety back there who can really just you know knock someone's head off. Really. I mean, that's not how they play the game anymore, but you want a big physical safety. Really big physical safety. Free safety, strong safety, doesn't matter. You want a safety who's going to go out there and knock someone's head off. Force fumbles like Troy Palomalu, Brian Dawkins, Sean Taylor, like those guys. I know that that's a long time ago. The game has definitely evolved from then. They're not getting CTE as much from you know those hits, but you need a big guy. And you need a guy, if you're going to keep being in the division now, you need a guy to contain Josh Allen, too, which I think Kyle Duggar is that guy. I think it, it, you'll see in a couple of years Kyle Duggar will develop into a, a really good – I think he plays strong safety. He'll develop into a good strong safety. I think we took him last year in the second round, early second round. The defense is young. It's on the younger side besides from Devin McCourty. Uh, I think the next – Dante Hightower, of course, and you know Van Oye, the linebacking core – Gotta do something about that, but you know, you know, high tower was out last week too. But you'll see the next three or four years, those those three guys will be gone: Vanoy, High Tower, and McCordy. So you, you gotta start stocking up in the draft, find some studs in the draft, use your pick this year to maybe take a defensive player or a wide receiver. Surround Mac with weapons. Another thing too that's really really vital for a team success is your quarterback needs weapons. He's not Tom Brady. He doesn't work with, you know, a lacrosse player and a, and, a, and a receiver that was drafted to be a quarterback, Julian Edelman, you know, Wes Welker, you know, all those guys. You know, at least if you're great, let's put it this way, find Mac, like a Julian Edelman or a Wes Welker, a guy who will develop into, like, that role. I thought Gunnar Olszewski for the longest time, but I think that guy is going to be Jacoby Myers. He's a lot bigger than um, the guys like Wes and Julian. I, I don't know if he's faster, though. I think I think Julian was probably the quickest. Definitely could run routes. He, Julian Edelman, man, he could run routes like no tomorrow. But that's the, there's, there's some needs that need to be addressed this year, especially especially corner, too. I mean, like I said, Jonathan Jones, but you want to – and if you let J.C. Jackson go, J.C. Jackson's a free agent after this year. And if you let him go, you, which you can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around here real quick. You can't let J.C. Jackson go. You can't. 
mean, you need a stud in the defense. I know you just signed Matt Judon. I know you got Christian Barmore, who's you know rookie now, but he'll he'll definitely make an impact in the next couple of years. But you need a stud corner because if you look back at all the championship defenses we've had, going back to the early two thousands, you had Ty Law. Looking at 07, the one we lost, you had Asante Samuel. Yes, he dropped that that ball, but you know what? He was a great corner. Coming back to the 2014 season, you had uh, Darrell Rivas. Yes, he was a little bit older, but you know, still, you know, Rivas, Rivas Island, still locked down, still a great, great corner. Coming near the, you know, a couple years back, you get Stefan Gilmore. Guys, and, and, and I think you had uh, Akeem Tlaib at one point too. You had guys who could make plays and were great, great corners. I think you, you got to sign J.C. Jackson. That's 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 the biggest priority in this offseason is to sign J.C. Jackson. You signed Adrian Phillips. You gave him an extension. Why don't you do the same thing with uh, J.C.? Now I know he's gonna be he's gonna be expensive because he's a premium item when it comes to free agency. What he's done in the past three years, any team would take him. Same, I mean, you didn't budge with Stefan because you thought you had something with J.C. You got something with J.C., which is you willing to pay the money for him. Now, going back to the other corner situation, you, you know, Jonathan Jones isn't a bad second corner. I'd say he's more of a third, you know, a third corner. Draft someone in the later rounds because that's what J.C. Jackson came from the later rounds. I think he was undrafted. Find someone in the later rounds who you can – Sign for you know this is this is Belichick. Scene. He doesn't like to sign guys for big big contracts. But if you find someone sixth or seventh round, you know you you coach him, coach his heart out. You you, you do something with him. You turn him into a corner, a good corner. You had a guy just draft. I, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of defensive players drafted uh, by the Patriots this year. You're probably going to see a. I don't even know if I'm going to see a receiver. I don't even know what pick we have. It's definitely it's going to be in the either lower high twenties, lower high twenties. But I mean, hopefully, I should say it's twenty and beyond because we have we have free range from the twentieth pick or the thirty-second pick, something like that. But I mean, man, I want to see what Mac Jones how Mac Jones handles himself this Saturday. I really do. I think he can do it. I think he can. A lot of people are saying he'll struggle. I think he'll struggle. Don't get me wrong. This kid's going to struggle. But I think after first couple snaps, first couple plays, he'll slow the game down. He'll start to read. Because he's, he's even said this. He, I mean, he's just taking the game in, and he's slowing it down. And he's not as anxious and emotional as he was week one. He's, he's maturing. And what you could hope for is if, say, you don't go far in this playoff run. Look at Joe Burrow. He was a rookie last year, tore his ACL, unfortunately. Comes back this year, lights it up, plays great, great football. Granted, he does have high-caliber weapons around him. Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. You can go on and on. But that's not how this offense is run, and you can hope and pray till the cows come home that you go out and get a guy like Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin, but you know what? It's not going to happen. I'll have my hopes high, but it's not going to happen. You're not going to find those guys. Or Belichick's not going to go get those guys. He's going to sign a little receiver for $200,000 that just gets the job done. 
Uh, I, I think you're going to have that philosophy until till Belichick's gone. And who knows, maybe even McDaniels does so the same thing. If McDaniels does take over, he doesn't pay all that money for receivers or weapons for Mac. Now, you do have that, that security blanket in the tight ends, Hunter Henry and John Smith. I'll say it. I'll say it till I, you know, I'm blue in the face. Got to get John Smith involved. Got to. Great athlete. Great, great athlete. They tried to get him involved early with the screen games and everything like that. Didn't work. They shouldn't. They shouldn't immediately go away from it. They tried to get him involved in the run game. They just. They just kind of got away from it. And they shouldn't do that. Try and get him in situations where he's in one-on-one coverage. You know, he's a big dude. He'll make a play on the ball. He's really, really athletic. Just gotta give the guy an opportunity. Hunter Henry's been immaculate. Really, really, really good tight end. He, in my grade book, the free agency signings, he's right up there with Matt Judon. He's right below Matt Judon. <clears throat> um, but this team, I mean, you're, we are very lucky to have Matt Jones perform the way he did. Because I can tell you what, I didn't think this team would make it to the playoffs this year. I thought Matt would put on a show. He'd show you that he's, he's the future of the organization. He'd show you that he was worth the 15th overall pick, but I don't think anybody knew. I bet he was that one wackadoo who was like, yeah, this team's going to go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs. But, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was listening to something, the sports hub, and they were saying that if this team doesn't, you know, surpass 10 wins or gets 10 wins, it's going to be a disappointment. And you know what? I think they've exceeded expectations going into the season. No one thought Matt Jones was going to be as good. No one thought the weapons that we, we picked up for agency were going to be as good. I, I can tell you right now, nobody thought Matt Judon would be as good. Nobody thought J.C. Jackson would be like that. It, Matt Jones, too. I mean, Matt Jones, 21 touchdowns, 3,801 passing yards, something like that. I think that's the exact number. I just saw it. He lit it up as a rookie. Lit it up. Now, of course, like every quarterback in the league, He's going to have ups and downs. And, yeah, he's a rookie, so he's probably going to have more downs than ups. Got to deal with them. But that's where you have the security blanket. I'm going to keep saying that security blanket. You got great coaching like Belichick, like McDaniels, to help him through those those downs and put him in situations where he can excel and learn from those downs and try and have more ups. You know, he'll have a lot of – a lot of upside. But a thing, too, is I saw is I know his, his, his arm, he just, he's got to have more zip. He's got to. I mean, he hit an out route to Aguilar. And if he got that ball, he almost picked. It was almost, almost picked. It just came in too, a little too slow. If he's, you know, slang that ball right in there, Aguilar could have ran. For a fifteen, you know, racked it for fifteen yards or more touchdown. But since Mac was a little slow on the release, a little I shouldn't say slow on the release. He doesn't have that really arm capability to throw that you know a heater. He threw it. Aggie caught it. Aguilar, Aggie. That's what they call him, I think. Uh, caught it, but he was tackled immediately. And, and the way you, you watch the coverage, they were definitely in zone. So the guy was backed up a little bit, but he saw, you know, he read that he read it. And if Mac threw it a little faster, a little quicker, Aguilar could have been gone. Who knows? Could have had a 15-yard gain, could have had whatever. But 
I'm not I'm not worried about that because he makes up for it in every other category. He's smarter than the average, you know, rookie quarterback. He makes better decisions than the rookie quarterback. His passer ratings, passer ratings, great. I think it's 92. Great for a rookie quarterback. His touchdown to interception radio, radio. His touchdown to interception ratio. It's good. It's 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 nothing to you know go home or cry home about or whatever, but it's it's okay. It's decent. Twenty one to thirteen or something like that. That's not horrible. It's not like you know Aaron Rodgers caliber, but it, it gets the job done, and we've seen that. I just I hope we can get by this Buffalo game because it's going to be tough. It's really going to be tough with with the defense. You know how they've played these past couple of weeks. They played great against Jacksonville. Speaking of Jacksonville, they beat the Colts. I got to get into this now. So the Chargers and Raiders game. I'll talk about that after. But so Ra- Ravens and Steelers. Steelers come out on top overtime win. I think or a last second field goal. And before this game, the Jags and Colts are playing. Now, the Jags were very heavy underdogs in this game, and they came out and hung like 20-something points on the Colts and held them to like 10. I think they even put up 30 on the Colts, and they held the Colts to 10. I just, I don't... And the thing was, too, you have an MVP candidate in your backfield, and the first thing you do is you come out throwing with Carson Wentz, and they didn't even move away from it. They didn't learn from their mistakes. They kept throwing the ball with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. They held him to under, I think, 50 rushing yards at 15 attempts. It's horrible. Horrible. Now, with that loss, Indy's out of the playoffs. That that uh, propelled uh, Steelers into that hunt spot. And now we move to the the uh, later window with the Chargers and Raiders. Now, this is, this is where it got interesting. They were going back and forth, back and forth. And finally, overtime hit. Now, what I said... Before was I didn't I wasn't clear with it, but if both teams tied, they would both make the playoffs. Now, if that happened, the Steelers wouldn't have made the playoffs, but it obviously didn't. So you know, going into overtime, it's it's literally clocking down to at least twenty seconds, and Josh Jacobs breaks a big run running back for the Raiders, puts them in field goal range. Now, before this, they were at the fifty yard line. And people thought they were going to probably just chew the clock out and take the tie just so they both made the playoffs. But uh, their kicker hit it, and the Raiders made it to the playoffs. They knocked the Chargers out. But it was it was a pretty crazy ending because if they took that knee, both of those teams would have made the playoffs. It's, it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, I mean, so the playoffs, I don't know, the brackets, the brackets, uh, I think, I think Chiefs-Steelers, this is AFC, Chiefs-Steelers, Chiefs are going to blow them out of the water. Patriots, Bills, that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a coaching battle or defensive battle at the least. Bengals, 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 Raiders. And then I think think the Bengals are going to squeeze that one out. And then the Titans get the first round by. Those are my first round predictions for the playoffs, for the AFC bracket. I don't know the NFC brackets. I know Tampa plays the Eagles. I know Green Bay gets a bye. I know the Rams play the, the uh, Niners. But I don't know the other two teams that are in it. I think... We think. We think. I'm not going to remember. 
But those are the AFC playoff brackets, what I just said before that. We'll see how that goes, man. But I would have – I mean, if we can get by Buffalo, the competition goes down a little bit because I think Cincinnati is a good football team. They're just, they're just really inconsistent, really, really inconsistent. And the Titans get Derrick Henry back. They have most of their weapons back. They're going to be a tough team to beat. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. The sat sun Saturday. I love these Saturday games. They're awesome. I think it's at eight fifteen on Saturday in Buffalo with you know snow and and it's gonna be like below twenty three degrees. So it's gonna be freezing in Buffalo. But man, it's gonna be fun. Man, it's gonna be fun. And if Mac Jones can win this game, you better you better hope. The whole league is gonna go. Oh no! Oh no! Because we've seen we've seen this before with Brady in two thousand one, first year quarterback. Well, Brady was in the sophomore season. You know, Bledsoe went down. Brady came in, led him to the playoffs. Eventually, won the Super Bowl, and let's see if Mac Jones can pull that out of his behind. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, that's gonna wrap up episode four for today so uh i'll probably make another one another episode what was it tomorrow's thursday maybe tomorrow or friday yeah well i'll see you guys either thursday or friday so uh thanks for listening and i'll catch you guys in episode five